When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, hey. Sorry I didn't see you there. This is an audio medium. If you grew up on Disney Channel shows and DCOMs, my time machine is ready for you to take a journey back to those golden days. Quick! Before the time reaches 8-7 Central! up time travelers welcome back to the time machine podcast with me becca stogner and me becca S- wait <laughs> <laughs> and me you're the, ver- you're the version of me that doesn't have covid right now right you guys it finally got her fine yep is it becca has covid at the moment but like a trooper she'd still wanted to record it's a big tell the people Tell the people your experience, how you're feeling. It's not too awful so far. Mm-hmm. I had a fever like most of last night, but it's been gone all day, and I've mostly just been like, <laughs> like light coughing. But it hasn't been too bad. Just really bad timing. And I also can't believe that I worked three years in the service industry during this pandemic. Didn't get it once after having so many close calls, but as soon yeah. as I work from home. Isn't that always the case? I mean, the first time I got it, December 2021, like, and I tested positive about two days before I was supposed to leave for Christmas with my family. So I said, out of all the times, I like you, I was like, out of all the times, it wasn't like I had a stay-at-home job either. Yeah. I was like, out of all the times, I said, the one time that I, the time I test positive is when I have the most things to do. I'm just like, Nashville Pride is this weekend, and one of my favorite bands is playing, and I move next weekend. Like You said, someone's trying to set me up. <laughs> so have you, been qu- have you been quarantining in your room? Well, you live alone, but I, I do. I do not. Oh, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> so have you you've been quarantining in your room? To the best of my ability, yes. To the best of your ability, of yeah. course. Well... Let's get your mind off of it to the best of our ability. And let's start this episode off like we always do with some Disney 411. Let's get into it. Disney 411. All right. First story we reported on Zach Efron's new role. And he has an upcoming role, a different role, but with the same company, A24. So Zach Efron is set to star in The Iron Claw. Just days after announcing his next star-studded comedy at Netflix, Zac Efron is continuing to build up his uh, slate as he is set to star in A24's The Iron Claw. Based on the true story of Von Erichs, the film follows the rise and fall of the Von Erich family, a dynasty of wrestlers who made a huge impact on the sport from the 1960s to present day. Get your head in the game. Get your head in the ring. Uh. (laughs) The wrestling... (laughs) So I guess we, we, um, who's like, you'd say we had this A24, um, conversation last week. We had week. it last week because of Miss Gomez. 
Miss Gomez and <laughs> Miss Gomez and Mr. <laughs> Efron. So, who do you think is like? Because you know, like Warner. There's always like an actor that's in every Warner Brothers movie, every you know, every studio movie. Who's like the A twenty four? Like, see, go-to? I don't. I don't know. I guess I would have to say like maybe Anya Taylor Joy. That's what I was thinking. Because she just has the the look and the vibe. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't think A24 is known for, like, a certain... They have, like, a group. I don't think they have, like, a person. Who's in the group? Now you can add Zac Efron. Um, Zac Efron, apparently, <laughs> yes. Miss um, Anya. Miss Anya Taylor Joy. Um, Thomas or Joy? Who's Anya Taylor Thomas? I don't know. Who's that? I just made that person up. Oh, um, that girl that was just in Men, I feel like, is about to join the clan. Jesse Buckley. Oh, yes, the clan. <laughs> the A24 clan. Her resume's in review. Tony Collette. Tony Collette. Florence Pugh. Pew, pew. Who's the girl who plays... She was in, um... Is old A24? <laughs> I don't... Old, Think so. that, that movie old the beach that makes you old <laughs> i well, no but you're probably thinking of thomas and mckenzie is she, is she the one who was in that amy adams tv show possibly that's what i'm thinking of because she reminds me of i used to get her and florence pew confused but i think maybe zach efron he's gonna do a comedy and now he's doing A24. And now he's going to sell you pancakes. And now he's going to sell us pancakes. And now maybe we'll get a High School Musical reunion <laughs> down the line. Now that he's like getting all this stuff out of the system. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> I, I never know how to segue into these things. These, these stories. I always try to find like a fun way. So speaking of fun things that are happening on the horizon. <laughs> this is just I want to... Uh, pick your brain about because this is a story about a Disney show that is currently airing or is going to air d- next generation. I just want to talk about what they're getting, what we never got. Okay. So, so you, you know, the decom zombies. Yes. Zombie series premiering on Disney plus. Well, they just announced Disney just announced a new show called zombies, the reanimated series. The animated series is based off the Disney channel, original movie zombies and invites viewers to the daily lives of, characters Zed, Addison, Eliza, Willa, and the entire Seabrook crew. So here's my... That's fun, but where was our... Where was our more... No, I know. I just, like... I love the idea of, like... Because a movie has to be high stakes, but for a show, you can just do, like, day in the life. Yeah, but I just think... Maybe because, like, zombies, it's more... That's more of a fun animated show. I'm just thinking of all the decoms that we love, like High School Musical, Cheater Girls, all that stuff. Where was like their shows? We just got the movies. I know. I guess they had like tours and soundtracks and Yeah. I think I think a Cheater Girls animated show would be weird. It would be. Something about it would be very strange. Or they could do like you know the show or the movie Mighty Ducks? Yeah. From the 90s about the hockey team. Well, Disney did an animated show, The Mighty Ducks, but it was actual ducks playing hockey. <laughs> so maybe if they did Cheetah Girls, it's actual it could be cheetahs che- on the stage. It's actual cheetahs. <laughs> cheetahs we go on the all stage. around the world. <laughs> it can be like an. Uh, uh, what, what, what's the term of giving animals human like aspects? Anthropomorphic. Um, anthropomorphic show. 
And each suit is a different color, like the tracksuits. Mm. That's fine. I don't think Raven would have done it. But they still have Toto. (laughs) Toto's just like, hey, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Can someone get me out of this? (laughs) Can someone get me out of this sewer? (laughs) I'm in a pothole. Toto has a Manhattan accent. (laughs) Yes. Hey, Cheetahs. Oh, my gosh, no. Toto would be the manager. (laughs) We booked y'all on a cruise ship, see? Toto, this is why we didn't save you from the pothole. We shouldn't have. <gasps> Drama. To- Wait, they could have done the... T- See, for example, a missed opportunity would be a Lizzie McGuire animated series. Okay. Well, yeah. That I mean, I think that's one of those things where that could have been given... They could have done that with, without Hillary Duff. I know. I mean, we know the movie left us on a cliffhanger, and we never got answers beyond that. But, so. like, still, like you could keep Hillary Duff the same... The Lizzie McGuire the same... They could do it now if they wanted to. Oh! <gasps> That'd be a slap in the face for Hillary Duff. Imagine they announced a Liz McGuire animated show without her. She could sue. Um, could she? <laughs> I don't know. I I'm hope suing so. you. As she's many suing. damn times as she's been asked about that in an interview, she could just sue for pain and suffering. <laughs> she she's in the she's in the courtroom. Um, Miss Duff, you're suing on what grounds? For being rude and mean and a jerk. Mouse. <laughs> How do you say? Oh boy. <laughs> Speaking of oh boy. Oh boy. Jonas Brothers are getting their ho- their star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Yes, they are before uh other people that might be more deserving. A la Tim yeah. Curry. <laughs> Tim Curry. So, they announced their class of 2023 Hall of Fame and Jonas Brothers were in that class. And then there's a bunch of other people that do not pertain to this podcast, but I thought it was interesting because there's a lot of things that go into getting a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. So first you have to be nominated or like you're like in the group. And then there's like, you have to pay for your own star. You do? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh. And you have to, you have to be like at the ceremony. Uh Oh, Tim Curry probably can't. So there's like a list of a bunch of people that you think would have stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame that never, that don't. Like, Brad Pitt doesn't have one. Julia, like, the people you think. Yeah. Like, Angelina, like, so, because there's a lot of things that go into getting a star. Like, you have to pay for it yourself. And you have to prom, and you have to promise to be at the ceremony. So, people get nominated all the time, but if their schedules don't allow... Okay. Like, like they have, there's, like, a window of time of, like, this is when we're celebrating, and you yeah. have to... And you have to pay, and you have to be available on these days, on one of these days. And if they can't, then they're not. Then they're not going to be a part of that class. So, out of the Jonas Brothers, who do you think is the next Disney star that deserves a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame? Miss Simone. Miss Raven Simone. <laughs> Either Raven or uh, Miley. Right. Or um, Lizzie, not Lizzie, Hillary Duff. <laughs> <laughs> the character Lizzie McGuire herself. The animated, yeah, the, the animated, animated girl sticking her wedge flip flop in that cement. <laughs> it's like minuscule size. You have to like really look at it. Um, I'm thinking now that the Jonas Brothers are nominated, there's no way no one else that we just mentioned could not be. I know that opens the door for like they had Jonas and Camp Rock. Yeah, speaking of another story is Joe Jonas was just on Variety's or Vanity Fair's lie detector test. Oh. And they asked him. 
based off the documentary, you guys said that Jonas, the TV show, was one of the worst decisions that you did and started your growth. Do you agree with that statement? And Joe said no. Interesting. He said, I thought it was fun. So I bet Nick con- is the one who thinks that. No, yeah, they said, your brother Nick said, the show Jonas stunted your growth. And you that makes sense. Nick takes everything way too seriously. We all know this. <sighs> oh, Nicholas, Nicholas, Nicholas. So congratulations to the Jonas Brothers. That means there will be a ceremony. Who do you think will... There's always someone who speaks for the people who are getting the star. Who is the person that will speak for them? The mouse. Big Rob. Please let it Big, be Big Rob. <gasps> Welcome to the stage, Big Rob. He's up there tearing up like, they really burn it up? I, I have a small story that I discovered right. on TikTok. All right. Where somebody said that Demi's Holy Fuvictor mm-hmm. is not selling well. Please elaborate. And they said, this person said that it's interesting that on Demi's previous tour, they were selling out arenas and that this tour is notably smaller, like it's only 30 dates and um, it's not a world tour. It's uh, like the America's pretty much only and the venues are much smaller and the tickets are not selling. And I went on Ticketmaster today to do a little bit of investigation and that is pretty much true. Like every show that I clicked on, every section had something available some of them are resale, but they're not, like, outrageous resale prices either. Mm-hmm. So, I guess the fans said, holy fuck, no. I mean, <laughs> I think, I don't know. I saw I, I some people in the comments on that TikTok saying, like, I'm a huge Demi fan, but I'm waiting until the album comes out to buy tickets because I don't know if I like this sound. Right. And I'm sure when, maybe when the date's closer, people will be like, oh, Demi Lovato's on tour, I'm going to go. Maybe. I mean, also, I think the stark change and the and the back-to-back Right. Albums. I mean, because Demi's been giving us bubblegum pop more or less for like a decade now. Yeah. So for them to shift back to that, probably a lot of the people that are their fans don't even remember yeah. the Don't Forget days. Right. And at least with like, I mean, you can, you can uh, have the case with Miley. But Miley has changed her sound every album. <laughs> so no yeah, one has but gotten I think used Miley to one fans album. are fans of Miley. No, yeah, what I'm saying, but what I'm saying is no one has gotten used to a Miley true. Cyrus sound. Very true. Because she changes it up so much. Um, so they're like, so they just like like Miley's music. I think, like you said, a lot of people started liking Demi Lovato post Disney. Cool for the summer. Heart attack, and yeah. now we're skyscraper. Give your heart a break. Yeah, all the, all the CVS tunes you know and love. Right, all the, all the Walgreens <laughs> while you're getting your band aids. Um, but and now we're you know rocking out. So we'll see, we'll see. I'm not gonna go. Me either. But <laughs> we'll we'll report if they end up canceling it. Speaking of not getting canceled, but being renewed, the news possibly. The, oh my god, I hope. <laughs> At this point, I hope. After this, they should be renewed. This is the news we've been waiting for. The news of the century for us. She's back. That's a Raven alum, Takiya Crystal Kama, (laughs) is reprising her beloved character, Tanya Baxter, in the Disney Channel show, Raven's Home. She is risen. All right. Y'all know how much we have been, how much time we have spent so certain that Tanya was dead. So Takiya Crystal Kamal, who played Raven's mom for the first three seasons of the original Disney Channel series, will make a special guest appearance in the upcoming season five finale. 
The episode featuring the Swede Baxter family reunion reunion is slated to air later this year. In the season five closer of Raven's Home, Raven's mom Tanya Baxter arrives from London to make a surprise appearance at Victor's 60th birthday. Tanya has not been on camera or seen in a That's a Raven iteration since a season three episode of That's a Raven in 2005. So it's been 17 years. Oh my God. Since Tanya has been on screen. Oh my God. I texted, so the pictures came out and I texted back. I said, are you sitting down? She goes, <laughs> yeah. What was your reaction when I sent you a picture of her on the, 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 the pictures of the episode? I gasped. I said, all of the season sins, all the trials and tribulations we have gone through are forgiven. Scre- screaming, ca- crying, throwing up. Yes. The only... Season five, I think, still only has one sin to rectify, and it's not bringing back Rose Abdu. Mm-hmm. But if season six gets renewed and they stay in San Francisco, I think, you know, maybe that door could be opened again. I so. mean, I'm just so... It better not just be the final scene of the episode. Oh God, I, I will... I will... Also, y'all better explain why she can show up for the birthday, but not for the heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> but imagine it's like... Oh, great. This was a great party. And then you hear a knock on the door and it's Tanya cut to the credits. She's just like, get, and that's get all I pitch, get. Get my pitchfork. I'm storming well, the Disney seems, Channel headquarters. I don't know if it's true or not, but it seems that we could already be finished with Alana content this season. I hope Because we haven't seen her in a while. <sighs> well... Is this a good time to go into Raven's Home Rehash? Yes. <laughs> Let me tell you some. All right. All right. Raven's Home Rehash. This episode opened with a Neil and Ivy wand ID. Which, when Tanya returns, Tikia better get her wand ID. I swear to God. We, oh, we liked this episode. The, they took our notes. They They've did. been listening. This episode had stakes in the A and the B plot. Mm-hmm. It had jokes. It had a disguise. It had a Tanya tease. It did. They spoke of Tanya for the first time With, this season. Without mentioning her name directly. Yeah, they, I, Wait, mean, I they, don't understand. Mom. And then they also teased that something was happening with them and didn't uh, explain it at all. And we, and we got an Eddie and Chelsea mention. We mentioned. got an Eddie and Chelsea mention. It was, I mean, my only real critique is that the disguise was kind of weak. It was weak. It was but weak. But I'll weak. take the crumbs because it was a classic Raven like plot, classic Raven shenanigan. Mm-hmm. The Booker plot, I Booker annoyed me, but that's yeah to be expected. So, ba- so basically, the Booker's plot was he wanted to test his friendships with his new friends to see if he could tell them that he's psychic. And Raven's plot is she hears a rumor at the hair salon that the owner of the Chill Grill has a girlfriend. And so he, she thinks she, he's cheating on Tanya Baxter, which Raven's mother. We Topanga herself also directed. Oh yeah, this directed directed by Danielle Fischel, Topanga. Very interesting. Topanga from Boy Meets World. Um, it opened with Raven like trying to clean a dish, and she <laughs> said, "When did we eat cement?" That was funny. That was it funny. was a good and joke a, and a big old sex joke. and a big old sex talk joke in the same scene. Mm-hmm. Um. So, the disguise comes into play because Raven takes Alice to the hair salon. Oh my so gosh, that, Alice made me laugh. 
yeah in the is, hair in the hair salon like the scene? first episode i enjoyed alice what she say? She said something in the hair salon scene that made me laugh. Oh, I don't remember. It was about like the gossiping, or anyway. But Raven's like so excited to go to the hair salon so that she can hear the gossip and maybe find out what's going on. So, and this hair salon was like great, great representation, great characters in that scene. Um, so Raven breaks the machine. Oh yeah, ba- yeah. And then comes back later in a disguise, talking in a French accent, and pretends <gasps> to be someone who can do hair color, so she can try and get the gossip on. It reminded me of the classic That's a Raven episode, where she tries to sit, do something with Alana, and she pretends to be the stylist yes. at the hair salon and puts gum in her hair. She didn't learn from her mistakes. Uh, and bonjour. Yes. From That's a Sweet Life, Anna Montana. Because another joke that got me is when Raven hands somebody color and they look at this woman's hair and it's burning off and Raven goes, <laughs> you bald! <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then we okay, also we have- get a random reveal. Like Alice comes home from the salon and her hair is like only half done. And so Victor does yeah. her hair and apparently bald man Victor is like a hair extraordinaire. He just knows what to do because he doesn't have any... <laughs> Um, can we talk about, so what happens is the rumor they hear about the owner of the chill grill having a girlfriend come to find out Raven misheard or the people think that Laszlo, the worker at the chill grill is the owner. Well, probably because Victor hasn't been around in a while. Yeah. So that's what. So Laszlo's on the prowl again. It for sure didn't work out with Alana. And the reason Raven thinks that it's her dad because he's she overhears him talking about like meeting with someone. No, she doesn't. She doesn't need to know. Blah blah. blah. Turns out, Raven, uh, Victor was meeting with someone, some like legal a person, a lawyer, yeah, a lawyer to make Raven co-owner of the Chill Girl. Which this is why I'm like, okay, they might be opening the door for a season six that stays in San Francisco. No, yeah, she's the owner of the Chill Girl now. There's no way they were gonna go back to the. To the Chicago set. Yeah, There's I no guess way. either this is it, or we could get another season in the San Frans. Um, um, also, I and I think it was to give Raven a job. Yeah, because they've <laughs> hammered in the last couple episodes that she does not have any hobbies. Like, she wants so now, to be in on Booker's scheme so bad. Right. Oh, yeah, that was fun. She was like, you are related to the schemer, the queen of schemers. And he's like, oh, yeah, Alice. And she was like, what? Um, I like I like how it's canon that Raven loves to Also, scheme. just a dumb moment. Ivy like knows that Booker has a secret and isn't telling him um, isn't telling them. So she's making him play truth or dare, and he keeps taking dare. Mm-hmm. And one of the dares is for him to eat mayo, and it's so obviously marshmallow fluff. Yeah, like I the mean, texture is wrong, the color uh, is wrong. Also, Booker had there's a recurring gag of the Bayside mascot. Yeah, on a skateboard. <laughs> Yeah, and there's it just brought me back to the original That's a Raven show. Which that man gets yeeted into the ceiling and doesn't make a noise the entire time. I have to ask you, what did you think of... So when Raven finds out that she's being made co-owner of the Chill Grill, she's still, like, confused about her parents. And then the episode ends before we get a proper explanation. Yeah, Raven, like... Her dad is like, well, there's there's like kind of something special going on with me and your mom, which they've already explained this special arrangement to us on the news. On the news. So why do they like Victor sits down and starts like doing Raven's hair and he's like telling it as a story about like a king and a princess. And then it just just ends like 
three lines yeah, in. I, I don't understand what the issue is of them just explaining something. I know. I... About Tanya. <laughs> I guess because it's like... <sighs> I... I would find it so hilarious if it's like it's canon that Tanya has been in London for 17 years. <laughs> That's probably like, there's no way Tanya has been in London for 17 years. How long does it take to get a lawyer degree? Well, if she's coming back from London. Maybe she like spends half the year in London and half the maybe. year in the U.S. What if maybe she comes th- in and she's like, oh, it took me so long to get a visa. That would be, <laughs> I would clap for that because that's funny. <laughs> Huh, you would never believe what, how, how long they held me at customs. Um, and my only commercial report is that there was an ad for the new Thor, which oh. I don't remember seeing PG-13 flicks advertised on the Disney Channel when I was oh, a kid. No, no, no. But, I mean, Disney does also own Marvel now, so it's a different world yeah. out there. But still. Still. Because I've heard Thor Love and Thunder is rated PG-13 specifically for sex. <gasps> no. But Not if bad. we learn one thing, Disney Channel loves their sex talk jokes. Oh, yeah. They love sex talk, their but sex not, talk jokes. Sex talk, but not too much sex talk. Mm. Well, that's well, all Speaking of Disney sex form. talk. Speaking of sex talk, this is a great segue. That's the um, that's the ending of our Disney 411. I had to what jump on it. Today? That was too good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking of sex talk, it's finally her time. It's her time. It's her, it's her time. time to be headstrong. Yes. <laughs> We're finally talking about Ashley Tisdale's debut album, Headstrong, today. Yes, Ashley Tisdale's debut album, Headstrong, came out February 6th, 2007. And before we get into, you know, the backstory of Headstrong and what people thought about it, what are your initial memories and thoughts on Ashley Tisdale's debut album? So, today was the first time I've listened to it all the way through. Same. Um, I obviously know He Said, She Said, and some of the other ones yeah. I've heard before. Like, some of these I would hear mm-hmm. and be like, oh, I have rec- I have heard that before. But yeah. other than that, because I was not busy standing Ashley Tisdale in 2007, <laughs> <laughs> um, that's about it, I think, other than, like, seeing clips of these videos on the Disney channel every once in a while yeah. and when she performed songs from it on the high school musical tour. Yeah. I, I have a distinct memory of someone's 12th or 11th birthday, whenever, how old I was when this came out and she was like, guys, I got the new Ashley Tisdale album for my birthday. Let's all listen to it. <laughs> we were outside. I will. And she brought her boom box out on her front porch and played the album. Oh my God. <laughs> but then like we were, I don't obviously don't remember it. Cause I don't remember anything. About this album, yes. besides the 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 songs you mentioned, there's quite a few music videos for it as well. So, <laughs> Ashley Tisdale to promote this album kind of did like a day in the life of Ashley Tisdale. I think you could buy like a DVD with the CD. Yeah. And so it came with like three music videos, a day in the life, like her gearing up for the album and promotions. And we watched some of those as well. And we watched some of the music videos. I but for, found some odd stuff about how she promoted this album as well. What do you, why? She had a tour so that was called like Ashley Tisdale Headstrong Tour Across America. And it was like, it was 10 shows and they were all <laughs> in malls. Bring back mall concerts. One of them was at Opry Mills in Nashville, but they were literally all at malls. Yes. No, mall tours used to be such a big thing. Uh, Mall of America was another notable one. 
And then I found this art, um, this little snippet on the Wikipedia page. Tisdale also appeared at a Verizon wireless store in Pasatina, California on February 10th, 2007 <laughs> to promote the set. And she also went on like four good morning shows. Like yeah. we've, we've posted a video of like her performing on GMA, but there were just like <laughs> other morning shows that she went on. Like she didn't get sleep. No. She was up early to promote the album, hitting the mall, hitting the Verizon I- store. I mean, I think it paid off because the album debuted at number five on the Billboard uh, yeah. 200 charts. I mean, after and it listening was, to it, I think it deserved better than that. But And it was solidified gold in the U.S. And so a little history of Ashley Tisdall on the charts. In 2016, she became the first female artist to debut two songs simultaneously on the Hot 100, thanks to High School Musical. In 2016? Six. Okay. Uh, imagine the tis the tis <laughs> um, No, in two thousand six, thanks to High School Musical, what I've been looking for and bought to the top, debuted in the Hot One Hundred, and so she became the first female artist <laughs> to do that. And so I remember there's this, a quote of her saying uh, at people asking her about that, and she goes. Um, at the time, Ashley Tisdale called the feat crazy, stating, when I think about artists like Madonna and Beyonce, it's surreal. I seriously can't c- comprehend it. <gasps> like, she's in the history of books. <laughs> as she ought. My as hot take about Headstrong is I think, as an album, as a whole album, I think this is the most solid of any Disney girl that we've covered so far. Okay, I have a theory about this. So... As the albums we've covered before and the artists we've talked about, the majority of them have been signed to Hollywood Records, which is owned by Disney. Mm-hmm. Ashley Tisdale's debut album and the record label she was signed to is Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. So this is not a Hollywood Records album. No. This is not a Disney-owned uh, album, which I think... It, she she tells you in this album, I'm not like other Disney girls. She does. But many critics compared her first effort to the first works of fellow Disney alums, Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera. And and they also said Gwen Stefani is also said to be an influence on the yeah. album. Headstrong itself was given mixed reviews by critics who, while complimenting it overall, called it ordinary and pan the ballads, which I kind of agree. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not I don't think that that many of the tracks are standouts like you have your usual like five or six. Yeah. Standouts that um, you have from this, but I just think that, like, it didn't bore me to tears or, like, I didn't no. loathe the in between songs like I usually do. Well, the album was voted as the sixth best album of 2007 by oh. the readers of Billboard. Was High School Musical 2 the soundtrack higher than that? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Um, one critic said her voice is pleasant enough, but it's not especially, especially distinctive, and she's not helped by a batch of songs that aren't nearly as charming as High School Musical tunes i would say that's a good that's fair and she did only help write three of them three of them but do you know who's one of the producers of this who oh i'm sorry not the producer of the album but there's a producer of a certain song that we'll get into probably the most famous song which i think is so interesting is it ryan tedder yes yeah that's cool i was like hit hit maker yes Hit maker. Well, speaking of hits, I think it's time that we, like, with all debut albums and album reviews, we do track by track. Yes. So let's start with track number one, which is called So Much For You. Okay, Club Beats. 
So, <laughs> I don't understand. What do you mean? So much for you. What, what were your initial initial thoughts on So Much For You? Club Beats was about it. Club Beats. This is <laughs> the, like, the way this album is like a club it's album. It's very for, R&B. For teen. Yes. It's very funky. She opens with, if you got the time, I'll take it. If you got the vibe, we'll make it. I'll do that. I'll do that. <laughs> well, I think it's weird because when you hear so much for you, you think, ugh, so much for you. But it's kind of like, oh, I, I will do so much for you. So this, the vibe yeah. is a little different. Yeah. Producers The Matrix. We talked about them before. Yes. With um, who, who was on the with uh, Hillary Duff. There was someone else with The Matrix. Uh, who, what, was it Miley? I don't know. Anyway, but we talked about The Matrix before. And I think this is kind of like a, a precursor to like the main songs from this album. So when I was listening to it and I saw what was coming up next, I was like, okay, let's let's, let's get to the good one. Let's get to the good one. Oh, um, Avril Lavigne might be. Yes. Who you're thinking of. Um, but, you know, I think it really sets the stage on this album is she's yeah. like i'm not like other disney guys. i also realized that like in this era and i think anytime ashley tisdale has released solo music she is always and i mean always in fishnets stockings or like thigh high socks yes at all times at all times what do you think of because you were not a fan of sharpay songs in high school musical i was or sharp or basically you're not a fan of like ashley tisdale's voice it depends on how, the context. Okay, how in this context? This is like Ashley Tisdale pop girl. I like Ashley Tisdale pop. You don't like Ashley Tisdale movie songs? It depends. Give me an I example. Think, I think slow <laughs> Ashley Tisdale songs I don't care for. Ooh, we'll get to those. <laughs> um, any thoughts on So Much For You? Not really, other than Before that. Before we do a, a TED Talk on our next one? All right. No crumbs were left on this dance floor. So the next one is He Said, She Said, her highest charting song to date. Yes. Produced, written by Ryan Tedder. And if you don't know who Ryan Tedder is, he has basically written every pop song known to (laughs) man. For Adele, Miley Cyrus. This is uh, also Jennifer Lopez. The list goes on and on and he on. He said, she said, sets the stage for the saucy lyrics that this album brings to you. Well, here's some of people's hot takes about he said, she said with the views. Um, it, a steamy dance floor seduction that ought to come with a PG 15 rating. PG 15. Oh my god. <laughs> and. Basically, like, a parent organization was said, said this about He Said, She Said. Parents need to know that Ashley Tizzo's tween-friendly pop is appealing and bright. The lyrics are family-safe, but unsubstantial. Flirting around the edges of sexual innuendo on a couple of tracks, like He Said, She Said, is an adorable tune about flirtation, the sexiest on the album. Unfortunately... Pedestrian rhymes and constant repetition of musical and lyrical hooks keep the poetry from taking flight. It ain't that so, deep. <laughs> what do we think of? He said, she said. I just love how like, okay, in this video and also in the video for Not Like That as well, cleavage is out, right? 
And we already had to have like a different version of he said, she said for the Disney Channel. Right. Because you can't be touching like that and kissing like that. Yeah. And then Ashley Tisdale says something about like her asset, which is, I think, a play on like her ass, you know? Yeah. And. Oh, of course. So I just think like we had this in plain sight and nobody batted an eye. But the second Can't Be Tamed came out, the world fell to its knees. Like, I just don't I don't understand. I think because I don't know. I think Ashley Tisdale's "He Said, She Said" had more innuendos than "Can't Be Tamed." It did. Like I also think Miley, like, we we saw Miley from such a young age that people yeah. were still just like, "Oh, she's still twelve. Whereas with Ashley Tisdale, right. like you were introduced to her as a teen. I just love that this music video. Like this is one of the prime examples of as you get older and you look back, you're like. They let that on Disney Channel? I know. The music video is, like, it's dark, and it's club, and it's... it's like, feels, she is sweating. It feels she's very much like a J-Lo or, a, like, a Rihanna video of the time. Like, she's grinding on people. And, and I said, this was aired in between The Sweet Life and Hannah Montana. Yes, but when she whips <laughs> out that LG phone, my heart stopped. Uh, um, Do you know what? Uh, there's a, there's a behind-the-scenes story. That the first video for He Said, She Said was scrapped. <gasps> this is not... the What came out was not the initial music video. Oh. Do you want to know the story? Do you know what... This is the initial concept of the He Said, She Said music video. Everyone, gather around for story time. <laughs> come on, come all. You in the back. Get closer. Ryan's head over all right, to us. So, okay. So here's the story of He Said, She Said, the original video. Ashley Tisdale is in high school. She becomes attracted to a male student and does various things to impress him. Tisdale enters a classroom and starts to daydream. Then the classroom turns into a nightclub. She starts having a dance-off with the mean girls from her school. And at the end, and at the end, dances with the object of her affection. Tisdale has mentioned on a YouTube video that for the first scene of the video, she slammed a locker door so hard that it cannot be reopened for a retake. She also stated that there was originally supposed to be a kissing scene <gasps> in the video, but it was but it has been removed for the purpose of her younger fans. And eventually, the initial concept was scrapped. Dang. I, I would have loved like, to see that answer. If this comes on in the club today, it's over. <laughs> Rumps are shaken. Rumps are shaken. Rumps. Th- if this this is what our the the music video taught us at a young age, that rumps were shaken. I also really love. I don't know why. I just randomly love the bridge part where she's like, "One day when night with you." Yes. Yeah, and she's like, "And then all white." I fear, I fear because Paramore has not released new music this year, and they don't know. We have no idea when they will, and so I fear that Ashley Tisdale might take a spot from them on my Spotify top artists. <laughs> Of 2022. Why? Because I, I, well, Kiss the Girl is always on rotation. Of course. Right? It was, Kiss the Girl made my top 100 songs last year. I think it will do so again. I've already oh, been no. listening to He Said, She Said prior to this. And then there were like five songs that I added <clears throat> to my like songs after listening to it today. Oh, wow. And I've already been listening to a ton of Orville Peck, too. So I think he might even take my top spot. But... Like all that being said, Paramore needs to hurry up, or they're gonna lose their spot to Miss Tisdale. <laughs> well, I think now that you warned them, they'll hurry up and make some new music. <laughs> but can we talk about the album, the the single cover art? I have it up in front of me right now. The he said she said cover art. Yeah. Let me. I have don't you know seen it? Se- I don't know if I've seen it. Hang on. So for people who don't remember, she's lying 
on a leather brown couch with a brown okay dress yes to match yes i do remember very this. seductively yes i'm telling you y'all this I, i'm telling you it's the effect that she was not signed to hollywood records because well, like in the in another music video she's like in knee-high stockings and a low-cut crop top where you can see like a purple bra and she's like on the bed like kicking and then like laying back very britney spears she says i know bugs bunny don't care <laughs> 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 I'm with Warner Brothers Records. Uh, Bugs Bunny don't care. He, he let me do whatever. Oh, iconic track. Iconic. I mean, I remember I I used to listen to uh, Sirius XM Y2K. This song would come on all the time. Yeah. I think it has. Uh, it's one of those cult songs, cult classics. It was it was a hit when it came out, but now it's like even more of a hit. Yeah, I would say. Because I feel like it gets referenced on social media every couple months about, like, this is our whole anthem. <laughs> <laughs> Let me put I, on I my knee-high tube socks and go out to the club. Go walk in the stop. She stopped traffic. She, the, she's minor things are assets. Sharpe Evans, I do declare. Assets could All also right. be... It, it could be anything. It's it's up to interpretation. It's up to interpretation. Okay. Next is any closing thoughts on he said she said? Just iconic, iconic. She said icon. She said iconic. He said it's a great song. <laughs> a little, little more than he said she said. All right. Next track is "Be Good to Me," which in the behind the scenes video she was having a rough time laying down this one. I know. <laughs> I but it know. sounds fine. I, it sounds... I kind of like this better than He Said, She Said. Vocally, yes. I like the song more than He Said, She Said. I think... Is that a hot take? No. Because I think this is the other one that, like, everybody knows. Well, this one doesn't have a proper music video. The music video is taken from the High School Musical, the high school musical concert. But I remember it. Where... But Ashley Tisdale is dressed in head-to-toe Ed Hardy. <laughs> I think the you know, lyrical you, content on this one is a little bit weaker, but me. it does slap. The rap feature is just so odd. Okay, yeah. The rap feature is new to me. Yeah, I think that's not in all the versions, because when I looked at the lyrics on my Spotify, it just had a music note, and it didn't have the lyrics to the rap feature. The The rap feature was not on the Disney Channel version. Oh, I'm sure it wasn't. Because I would have some notable lyrics from the rap feature include "What up, mommy? What up, mommy? You run the club like Monopoly, and I'ma be good like water to a whale." And what? And he goes something, something Ashley Tisdale. Yeah, that's the final line. Is like Miss Ashley Tisdale. But it's a bop. Like Like, I don't care. Yeah. Oh no, I I think it's a great bop. It's the boppityest of the bops. It's the be good to me bop. The beat on this honestly reminds me of the song that's like, find me in the club. <laughs> this is our, this is 10-year-old's find me in the club. <laughs> ooh, 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 ooh. What up, I'm mommy? Miss Ashley Tisdale. Y'all y- y- want to hear that sick song from Ashley Tisdale? Wow. We about to shake it. I, I, again, this is... I I think we're going to say this to the we're blue in the face. This album... Had the non-Disney effect. It does. Which is so strange. That sh- I wonder what the history was. 
why she went with Warner Brothers. I think it's a smart move and not a smart move at the same time. I think it's a smart move to do Warner Brothers because then you kind of have that freedom of not being the Disney bubble. Yeah, but then you don't get but the then, Disney Channel play. Yeah, you don't get Disney the Disney play. promo. Yeah. I mean, it still got rated Disney play but because it, it was Ashley Tisdale. It had to be a different version. Oh, yeah. But I think if you're with the Disney brand brand, they'll promote it out the butt. Yeah. Like, she would have gotten a, a concert tour instead of a couple stops in the mall. Yeah. She would have been opening up for, like, Hannah Montana or something. Yeah. <gasps> Imagine everyone's waiting for Best of Both the Worlds. The Blondies! And Ash is all shaking it, <laughs> grinding <laughs> up on the guitarist for Be Good to Me. <laughs> uh, imagine everyone's like, oh, <laughs> I like Be Good to Me. It's Again, good. I think it's, I think it's my favorite of all like the iconic ones. Again, people are keep comparing Ashley Tisdale's, um, songs and this album to Britney Spears and I think that is a good comparison because I think she yeah. wanted to be the pop one the of pop well, one of the tracks is very Gwen oh yeah yeah um should we move on to the next one yeah this is one of my new favorites I think this is like one of those it's been ones so stuck in my head. really yes all right this one is called Not Like That. Which is one of the three songs Ashley Tisdale helped write. Mm-hmm. And this song is just all about how, like, these girls are so jealous of me because they think I'm so cool, but I'm not like that. It's literally the line from Mean Girls where Gretchen Wiener says, I'm sorry, I can't people, have, yeah. <laughs> but I can't help with it. Like, literally. It's like, I know I'm so cool, but I'm, like, really like, like I, everyone else. I get the sentiment, and I get what she's trying to say, but I don't think it comes across... I think there's another song on this album that achieves what she's trying to say here better than this one does. Yeah. Um, but she does have a Build-A-Bear penguin. I recognize the mumble <laughs> Build-A-Bear penguin in the music video. And the um, part where she starts like doing the talking breakdown in the bridge was giving me... So many... Gr- it was giving me oh, Cher yeah. Lloyd. And I was like, an influence? An influencer. <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis and all influencer. caps. Influencer. Okay, so should... This is the rap um, that Ashley Dizzle says is not like that. So many girls keep checking my style. Checking my style. Checking my style. So many girls be checking my style, but I don't even care. No. <laughs> Wait, wait, I have to I have to read this one part because it made me laugh. Uh, what's good? I'm weak no longer. In life, it's making me stronger. What I like, I'm going to get that. Like a quick cat. No, I won't quit that. You heard me. <laughs> there's also like in the video, there's like one shot where she's kind of dressed like Marilyn Monroe-esque on a runway. But then there's other shots where she's like in sweatpants eating food. So it's like, see, look at me. I know, I... Look, look at me. I just think the song is a bop. Like, it's just a bop. I'm not saying that I love, like, the lyrical content, but I do think that, like, the song is a bop. So, Ashley Tisdale actually commented about this song and said, the song is about how people often see the glamorous side of this career. It's really saying it's not like that. I'm just like the girl next door. There's always somebody who either loves you or hates you, and you just have to have thick skin. I get it, but that's not how this song comes across at all. <laughs> it's It literally is like, I know I'm perfect. I know I have a hit movie. I know I have a hit song. I know I'm doing it like not all the, all the other Disney girlies, but I'm not 
I'm not like that. Not everything's cool like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> and everyone's like, okay. Oh. Like, I'm not going to... It's like it's like the meme. I'm not going to read all that, but good for you. <laughs> but happy for you. There's another song that's kind of like this, but a ballad version. Um, That we'll get to in a minute. Yeah, that's what I said. Like, I think it's the better. Like, it says... Achieves what it's trying to say better than this song does. Yeah. Okay. So any any more of not like that? I'm just gonna say songs? if this shows up on my top 100 this year, do not be surprised. All the girls in the club got their eyes on me. Tell by the look the big ball. This song is gonna bring me out of COVID. Like she's <laughs> she's literally saying, I know every time I walk into a club, people want to be me. But it's, but not, it's not like, like that. that. Like I'm just. Super I'm just hot. Ashley Tisdale. I just have to be on the set with Zac Efron and Kenny Ortega <laughs> at 9 a.m. Oh. Love you, Ash. Well, <laughs> speaking of I'm sorry, this next song is an oof and a half. Explain yourself. <laughs> this song is called Unlove You. It's the first ballad. And she said in the behind the scenes that she was a little bit sick when they were doing some of this recording. And I think they must have recorded this one of the days that she was ill. Then why can't they pause for the day? It sounds so and bad. And say, why? It sounds why? so why? bad. But why can't Ashley Tisdale is probably like, guys, I, I, I can't. I'm so sick. And they're like, and like, what? Why can't they just be like, okay, we'll do it tomorrow. The other ballads do not sound this bad. I just. This one is so bad. Okay. We're going to talk about this again because there's, I think. Ashley Tisdale's ba- Ashley Tisdale. She doesn't have a okay. ballad voice, but there's some instances where voice. she can make it work. Um, it's rare. Ballads, though. ballads, and slow songs. I remember watching American Idol as a kid, and I would always be like, "Why do they? Why do they always have to sing all these slow songs?" My mom's like, "Slow songs are a way to like show off your voice." Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> in um, good ways or bad ways. Both and. Or vice. I also loved and the line where she was like, wear a stain like your tattoo. And I was like, oh, so this song is about someone with a tattoo. I know. That's not scandalous. <laughs> <laughs> is it Mitchell Musso? It's a... Ashley's a one never. You're right. I, I don't think ever... Probably doesn't even know Mitchell's name. I feel like Mitchell Musso smells like socks. I can't <laughs> explain why I feel that way. In, like, some of the behind-the-scenes videos, because the majority of the songs Ashley Tisdale did not write. Yeah. And she kind of explained that there are some po- po- some songs she doesn't really relate to. I bet this I is feel one like of you them. Should, I feel like you shouldn't, like, reveal. You should be right. like, yeah, there's a couple songs on my album. I just, like, they handed it to me, and, and I sing. Like, at least, like, give some mystery that... You could say you didn't write it, but you could say you still relate to it. I mean, Hillary Duff said she didn't write all of them. Well, Hillary Duff. She can. She doesn't need. To, she doesn't need anything. She still has the hits. True. There was this. There's this one moment where she's buying. This is Ashley Tisdale's behind the scenes, and you see her buying her album. Did you see that part? No. She goes like to a Fye. <laughs> Let's talk about Fyes for a second for your entertainment. <laughs> when I would go to the mall, when I would go to the mall with my family, I would say, "Hey, why you guys shop? I'm gonna go to Fye." And I would just like walk around Fye and just like look at all the albums and DVDs. And Ashley Tisdale, like, she looked at it, and she sees the price. She goes, $16? That's a lot for an album. Girl, you made it. I know. Who cares? 
And then, but she then she jokes. She's like, "I'm not gonna get it. Just kidding." I'm like, "Why did they always make a big deal of the Disney stars going to buy their own album?" Like, I remember the Jonas Brothers doing it too. Oh yeah, they would like go like in, in midnight yeah. and they like. That's the that's when the, the iconic it's the Jonas Brothers New Year quote happened. There was there was no adjectives of New Year. No, but there should have been. Even even though this is out of all the High School Musical alum who released solo music, this is the highest charting album. I think as it as it should. As it should. Like I think Baby V's singles might be stronger, but I don't think the albums were. Oh no. I don't know. Okay. This is the next song. Any any final thoughts on Unlove You? No, it's bad. Okay. It's really bad. Um, <laughs> I like this song. Not Unlove Do You. Do you? Uh, I don't hate it. Okay, the next song we're talking about is the next song in the track list, Positivity. So the vocals are better here, and I like it brings back the funky beats. It's got good beats. I just think this reads to me as an anti-depression banger. Because the whole lyrics yeah. is like, you're being so negative, like, show me some positivity. And I'm just like, if somebody said this to me, I would hate them. She, it's very, like, you could put this in a High School Musical song Probably, movie. yeah. Because it's very lyrically tells a story and very lyrically is like, from where I stand, I see a world of positivity. Come on, guys. It's like show a B-side of her yelling at Ryan after they don't get the leads. <laughs> right. Um, I like the beginning because it's acapella, <laughs> and 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 the clouds parted, and you hear Asha Tisdale acapella <laughs> saying, "Show me some positivity." Uh, I liked it. Yes, it's, it's fine. one of like, it's one of like the non-singles that I think, I think Asha Tisdale shines with upbeat, as well, especially yeah. in two thousand six seven, upbeat positive jams. And let me tell you about who wrote this. So the person who wrote this is called Samantha Jade. And she also wrote for Jojo. Okay, that makes sense. The singer Jojo. So if that helps at all with that kind of thing. What did she... She... Oh. She didn't write, like, the big hits for Jojo, but... She still wrote for JoJo. That, that yeah, that just something. like stylistically makes sense. I liked it, but yeah, it is like a lot of like be positive, like a very cheerleading anthem. Yeah. And oh, I used to think as a kid because I do remember this song. The lyrics are so don't be throwing negative on me. Is that the is that the lyric? I don't know. Positivity. So don't be throwing negative feelings on me or something like that. And I always thought it was, so don't be throwing yeah yeahs on me. So, and I found out today that was not the lyric. <laughs> You're making it harder than it has to be, so won't you please show me some positivity. Some positivity. So do you feel positive about this song? Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I, okay, this is mine not like that. Okay. You said, okay, it's time for you. We all like our own things. And that's mine. Positivity, baby. <laughs> I literally just said the, one of the lyrics without even knowing it. That's, the, the, the part in the... There, here's another thing about Ashley Tizzle's voice. Again, 
No shade, Ashley Tisdale. If she saw, if I saw her in the street, I would freeze. It'd be so like, Ugh. um, when she like hits the really like high part in positivity. I'm like, <laughs> hit it, hit it, you got it, you got it. <laughs> shrill. She's sh- shrilled, shrilled with the best of them. <laughs> Okay, next track, Unlove You. Oh, wait, no. I'm sorry. Love Me For Me. This is kind of another I'm Relatable anthem. Yeah. One of, I guess, three. Written by Diane Warren, who has written songs, uh, if, I can Hur- if I Could Turn Back Time, by Cher. What? I Don't Want to Miss a Thing, Aerosmith, Because You Love Me, Celine Dion. Oh, my gosh. So she... Let's see what else we got. Um, she has been nominated for like every single award you could think of. And she has written so many songs. That's and cool. she has Ashley Tisdale in her repertoire. <laughs> yeah, this is, it's like a nice little R&B ballad. The vocals are slightly better. It's fine. Yeah. I think this is like one of the most forgettable ones. Yeah. I mean, that's, I that's think... how the middle of the albums always go. You know, I I just don't think Ashley Tisdale's voice is for really slow, slow songs. It's like not. This. They never gave her a slow song in High School Musical. They know. There's a. Could you imagine Sharpay doing a ballad? No, that's why she changed what I've been looking for to a more up tempo song. Right. Every song <laughs> in Sharpay, she changes it, and wait, threw it on its head. Um. Yeah, I think it's forgettable and. They had to fill the requirements of at least 45 minutes on the yeah. album. This did not need to be 14 tracks. No. But it is. No. And the next okay. one is also kind of forgettable. Going crazy. Which, in the chorus, she says, got me going crazy. Which I said, the Jonas Brothers have some explaining to do. <laughs> Why? From their song, Got Me Going Crazy, from a little bit longer. I don't know that. <gasps> I don't know that song. It's a great song. But. Is it better than this one? Yes. This is not the one where it opens up with like a voice message. No, is it? that's the next one. Is that the next one? Okay. This yeah, one's just another... kind of meh. So here's the chorus. You got me going crazy. Want to be your baby. I don't know what to do. I can't take my eyes off you. You got me going crazy. It's just the way you're moving. I really wish you knew what you do. I can't take my eyes off you. So she's getting the little. The... I can't take my eyes off you. <laughs> I thought the same thing. This is a very sexual album. It is. It's very saucy. It's very saucy, Ashley. Tisdale. I don't really have. I just kind of on this one I wrote. I don't think there's that many standouts, but none of them are boring me to death like the Disney girls usually do. Yeah, I would say what was one of the albums we did? Like when we that... did Meet Miley Cyrus, like we got past uh-huh. the first like four songs, and then the middle like the middle four were like all kind of boring and forgettable. Same with Demi. Yeah. Like that's just kind of how it goes. Yeah. You have the standout so then, songs, and then you have, like, the stuff in the middle. Yeah. That's, you know, again, you, they have to reach the 45-minute requirement. Yeah. So our next song on Ashley Tisdale's debut album is called Over It. This is the second song that she helped write. And I miss when songs used to open with voice calls. Yeah. Voice memos, It opens with voice her being mails. like, hey, what? Why did you leave me for her? <laughs> so here's the 
verbatim lines. Okay. <laughs> it opens up with, hi, guy. I was going to say, I was going to see how long you were going to go. Um, it go, she goes, hello. Hey, you know what? I don't need this. I cannot believe you. Over her? And why you got to lie about it? That's it. I'm over it. And then it, it has a classic outro. <laughs> Slams her sidekick. This down, is I'm the sure. one that's like clearly trying to be a Gwen Stefani track. Yeah. I just. It's fine. It's fine. I'm glad she got a little, a little time in the writer's room. <laughs> Who do you think that I wonder, girl like, was for? Corbin. <laughs> what did Corbin do to her? <laughs> I don't. We'll never know. We'll never know. Out of all the okay, Corbin switched of, her time, her set time with Vanessa Hudgens, <laughs> and she was mad about it. Over her, you know what? I, what if this is about? What if this was Zac Efron? Ooh. I don't know. I doubt Probably it. Probably not. It may not Over even be her? about anybody. <laughs> it's about nobody. <laughs> She's like, I'm gonna play pretend because <laughs> I'm an actress. <laughs> And in this scene, I'm going to be... They're like, Ashley, the albums are kind of like, you know what? We kind of like want to get to know you. No, 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 no. I'm an actress. I'm going to pretend. She's like, this right? is this song is about Maddie Fitzpatrick quitting her job at the candy counter. And she finds out who they replaced her with. And she calls Mr. Mosby in a rage. <laughs> Over her? That's it. I'm done. <laughs> That's what this song is about in my head now. I don't even care. <laughs> I have to talk about this next song. Oh, yes. Don't this touch parentheses, the Zoom song. The Zoom. Because it opens with her going, Zoom, Zoom, Which I don't zoom. understand. Why are there Zooms in this song? Because the song she is, watched, it's another saucy song, and it's about, like, just. You can look, you can't touch. but don't touch. She does say, don't touch me there at one point. Basically, this is the song version of Hey, Don't Touch Me There. This is my no-no square. She also says, you try to score, but it's not a game. At one point. <laughs> so true. Like, she literally is like, you can look. Like, she literally is like. The song is. You can look at me. It's saucy. Saucy. I've heard this somewhere before, and I can't remember where. I believe this is a cover. Huh? A cover of no, a song. I, I think I've heard, like, her version before. Oh. Somewhere. Just like, I don't know. There's one song in this album that is a cover. Maybe this is not the one. I don't think so. Anywho, I was listening to it and I said, imagine this being on Miley's debut album. Well, that'd be weird because she was 14. <laughs> um, Ashley's a little older. <laughs> Wait, I think it is. So, what? This is the cover. It is the, the cover? The song was originally by Tata Young. I want to hear it. When did it, when was it released? 2006. That was Ashley Tisdale's release. Oh, no, that was, was a year before. How did she get this? her hands <gasps> on this? I forgot about her last Christmas cover. I love that song. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can we talk about the cover art for Ashley Tisdale's last Christmas? So yeah. it's literally okay. Side note to Ashley Tizzo's Christmas stuff: the cover art to Ashley Tizzo's Last Christmas is the cover art 
Wait. to he said she said but instead of a red couch they photo a, a brown couch they photoshopped it red love me for me was also a cover originally by a south african band called jamali their band was formed what? on the tv show coca-cola pop stars so there's two covers on I this did- album. <laughs> well apparently this is ashley oki <laughs> kelly clarkson just came out with kelly oki this is ashley oki <laughs> Okay, so I yeah. Mean, I, I yeah, the zooms didn't make sense, but then I guess it's not her fault because it's not her song. Zoom. They could have cut it. <laughs> there was no reason for her to go zoom, zoom, zoom. She knew in twenty twenty and on there'll be zoom. Zoom will be in the lexicon and it'll bring it back up. <laughs> she was the first zoom. Literally, don't touch the zoom song. Is a COVID anthem. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> don't touch the zoom song. Is a post. COVID anthem. Okay. Shall I move on to our next one? It's a bull. It's a bull, I'm afraid. <laughs> it's so vocally this song good. Is called... I think each one of her ballads, in, in order, like the vocals improve on each one. So there's a. St- I have a little story. Not a story, but a, a little antidote. Oh. Antidote. So on a high school music- anecdote. Antidote. And what happened? Oh. An antidote. A little <laughs> antidote, antidote to cure us from hearing <laughs> Ashley Tisdale sing ballads. <laughs> um, and to, and, what is it? Anecdote. Anecdote. Yes. So on the High School Musical concert, the DVD, they do selections from the concert. Mm-hmm. And they also do selections from the stars who have their own solo projects. And this is the song they put in the movie. Not he said, she said, not be good to me. They put we'll be together. That's very odd. And also on the High School Musical concert soundtrack, it's we'll be together. And I remember my older sister used to love this song. It sounds like a very like Disney princess song. Yeah, that's probably why I don't like it. Because I'm still scarred from her cover of Someday My Prince Will Come. But then you got Kiss the Girl and we were all, we were all good. It's so well, yeah, we'll be together. We're all in this together. It's too similar. Yeah, it's just kind of a boring song, but it's like it's vocally fine. Imagine typing in on Spotify, Ashley. You want to listen to "We're All in This Together." You type in Ashley Tisdale together, and you're like, "Oh, there it is," and you hit it. And you're like, "Wait, what? This is wrong. This is wrong. This is dead <laughs> wrong." Yeah, I just remember my sister loving. Oh, the the part where she goes, she's just like, "Yeah." <laughs> You know, you know that part. Uh, I have to be honest. I skipped this one like a minute in. Skip. I was like, I'm no, I know what this is, and I'm not getting any more out of it. You're like, I got, I got the gist. They'll be together. Blah blah blah. <laughs> come whatever. Blah blah blah. Okay. Next. Next song. The title track. Title track. Headstrong. Which I have to reference this moment from the DVD extras where she has on bling that says Headstrong, and she holds it out and goes, like the the backwards like peace sign. Interesting that this is not the first track. Right. And this is an the second to last. Opening. It's like boom, 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 boom. I boom, also boom. think in the chorus, she says something about meltdown. Can you feel the heat? And I was like, that's right, because these lyrics don't make a lick of sense. And a hot, hot boom, boom <laughs> in a rush. <laughs> she is having heat stroke in this song. <laughs> She's, her head's not that strong because she can't put words together. <laughs> 
when the, w- these are headstrong, crazy, crazy days when your mind's made up and the music plays. And then she shouts like a, like, like a, like a um, pep rally. Headstrong, can you feel the beat? I feel like also every Not Disney Girl album we've covered has a song with lyrics that don't make any sense. So there's like in the DVD extras, they're talking about album titles for the the album mm-hmm. and they decide on headstrong. And it sounds like everyone was just so annoyed at Ashley Tith. They're like, you're just so headstrong, Ashley. That's what the title of your album should be. <laughs> oh my God. And she's like, wait, you're so right. It's she really do be like Sharpay, I guess. Well, it's canon it's that everyone on the high school musical set said Ashley Tisdale is just like Sharpay. She's very headstrong. Crazy days when your mind's made up and music plays. <laughs> yeah, this song is fine. It just doesn't make any sense, like at all. Yeah, it. I don't. I don't. What's a the lyric with the hot hot boom boom. <laughs> Zoom, zoom, zoom with a hot, hot boom, the, boom, boom. So, that someone wrote the title track from Ashley Tisdale's debut album, Headstrong, depicts Tisdale as a blunt, no-nonsense girl that is pursuing a boy and isn't ashamed to hide it. I did not get that. <laughs> I got she is in the hottest room possible and she's suffering heat stroke. <laughs> the hottest room. She's like, oh, oh. I'm a, uh, I got a hot, hot boom, boom. <laughs> That's me after I eat food that doesn't settle in my stomach. Stop. I got a hot, hot boom boom and I'm in a rush. <laughs> That's me after I have cookout. <laughs> cookout don't agree with me like I used to. There's something about cookout when you don't eat it once a week. Okay, so this is speaking of a hot, hot boom booms in a rush. Um, I got usually my go-to coffee order now is a chai tea latte iced with oat milk. And my friend suggested to switch it up to soy milk because it's sweeter. So I tried soy milk. It went through me. <laughs> like, I was tip, like hot, hot, boom, well, boom. Soy I was milk in is a also rush to get back. And it's Pride Month, so. It, it went right <laughs> through me. I couldn't believe it. That's funny. I could not. But, like, it literally, like, a switch came off <laughs> in my head. I went, oh, oh, oh. I said, "This is why I don't. This is why I don't steer out of like what I know. I like. Yeah, that's fair. Especially if I'm not near. You bathroom. never know what's gonna give you the runs. <laughs> and this <laughs> hot, hot, boom, boom is all I can say. All right. So now on to our and our, our closer, the third and final song that Ashley Tisdale helped write, which is probably why I think it's the most honest song on the album. And with a music video, suddenly." Okay. It's a ballad. This this is it's a ballad, so you know where we're getting in with Miss Tisdale and her ballads. I think it's the best ballad. I think as I the think... ballads go, I think they each improve, and I know saying it's the best Ashley Tisdale ballad isn't saying much, and I do feel like a lot of the Disney albums end on a really wonky ballad instead of like a powerful closer. I just don't like. I would particular... not have made this the closing track. What would you made the closing track? I don't know. Maybe just switch them. I'm just not a personal fan. I mean, I'm a fan sometimes, depending on how it's delivered. I'm not a go-to, like, I love celebrities singing about, wow, my life has changed so much. I'm so famous now. (laughs) It's crazy. You know, I'm just not like a... 
th- that's not my go-to. Like, okay. Yeah. Cool. Definitely not. Awesome. Also, the music video is giving very Wrecking Ball vibes because it's like a close-up on her face on a white background. I think the girls are copying song- Ashley. <laughs> Once, as a society, we agree on that Ashley Tisdale paved the way for pop artists. That's when society will finally be at peace. True. <laughs> when so we can true. finally all agree. There's just one part that sounds very uh, choir-heavy. It's the it's the third verse, and she goes, "As my dreams begin to rain, I want to say, love me for me. What's inside? I'm gonna be positive, not run away. So much for you. This is my life." It's yeah, so. it's it's fine. I mean, I think yeah. like she was very young writing this, so I guess it makes sense for her to still be like, "Wow, the thing that's the most honest to me is like how suddenly famous I am." I mean, yeah, you write what you know. Yeah. But I mean, I know at the time she's not going to write a song about having lunch with Dylan on Cole Sprouse <laughs> on the Sweet Life set. She should have. Yeah. She no. What she should have done is ask Kim Rhodes to go on with her. A Kim hey, Rhodes Kim, you want to see her on this album? <laughs> Talk about a hot hot boom boom. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Kim Rhodes' debut album? <laughs> you know what nobody would about that. <laughs> I would. At the time, no. Now, you best believe. I think if if Welcome to the Tipton was the lead single, she might have had a chance. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that was kind of like a let, like a she. She didn't end it. She didn't start the album like on a high, and she didn't end the album on a high. Yeah, that's really weird because like usually the first song is like one of the most iconic and best-known ones. Okay, let's go back into... We reviewed the Disney debut albums of Hilary Duff, Demi Lovato, and Miley. So, Miley's first track... Is See You Again. Off of Meet Miley Cyrus, is See You Again. Hit. Demi's first track on Don't Forget is La La Land. Is it? Yes. Don't... La La Land. And then Hilary's... Hers is is so yesterday hit so hit 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 miss (laughs) miss but then you get hit 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 yeah i think you have to i think be good to me should have been the first one that's fair or not like that yeah if we're like trying to be like this is actually tis though yeah so you just need like a stronger opening i think with the with the with a brand because actually was a brand back in the day Mm -hmm. You need a strong. You need like the. You need you need the song that hits the people that you know is going to get played on the on the ch- on the channel, the Disney. So that was he said she said. You need the song that makes people want to yank on their knee high stockings, and break out their and, LGs, and go to town. <laughs> um, okay, so what is our like overall feelings now that we've listened? Now that we've gone track by track. I think overall, like yes, some of the songs are boring. But I think because they're more upbeat, they, like, are less boring than some of the other Disney girls. I I feel like it's, as an album, it's probably about on par with the rest of them. Um, Yeah. Other than these ballads being uh, a big oof. I think because she was not signed with Hollywood Records, she wanted to, she was more free to be the Britney Spears type Gwen Stefani she wanted to be 
And I think it, you know, Vanessa Hudgens, she could have not done He Said, She Said. No. But Ashley Tisdale could not have done Sneaker Night. I disagree. I think she could have. But We'd have you, to pitch it up an octave, but we'd have it. You don't have, like, the, the growl that Vanessa Hudgens has <laughs> as being a sneaker night. You know, it just wouldn't be the same. Yeah. But, I mean, I think... I think it, out of it, all it, the it Disney- has its pop culture place. It brought its fair share of iconic tracks to the table. Mm-hmm. And what more can you and, ask? Yeah, this is one of technically three albums Ashley Tisdale has put out. One is kind of a right when High School Musical 3 was released, and then one that came out a couple years ago. And the second album she has, which I think we should listen to because it's a very stark difference from her debut yes, album. Yes, it's more rock. Once, it's more rock. It's what kind of like what Miley Demi were doing. Which another one of those songs has already been going on my Spotify as well. Because if you think about it, this is probably the first pure dance pop album that yeah, any of the Disney stars R&B. put out. It's definitely more R&B, R&B than anybody else got close to. Because Miley and Demi did like pop rock. Hillary did more of like pop mostly. No, pop. This is more of like turn on the club. <laughs> find me in the club. Hey, find me in the club. Listen, uh, we are stale. not doing finish the lyric because it would go horribly. It would go horribly. <laughs> it would go horribly. But we are going to do a Disney Channel lesson. Yes. So what's the Disney Channel lesson we learned today? The Disney Channel lesson that I learned today is be like Sharpay Evans and know your vocal strengths. And maybe don't um, put a really bad song on your album. My Disney Channel lesson is always open your album with the hit song. And if it's not going to be the hit song, make it an even better one. So strong we're opener and strong closer, I think, is what we're, what we were missing. Right. Everything else in the be in the middle will be forgotten. Also, talk. You just mentioned Sharpay Evans. Not like that. It's such a Sharpay Evans song. Oh yeah. I know I'm really talented and really pretty, but it's not like that. <laughs> they should have had Lucas Grabeel in the music video, rolling his eyes. <laughs> Please. <laughs> <laughs> It would have been true to form. I know. Because they didn't like each other. All right. If people want to see how you're not like that, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Heyo, it's Becca, H-E-Y-O. You can subscribe to my YouTube channel, Becca Stogner. My Robin Williams top 10 best video will be out June 30th. I'm committed to that. It is happening. So be there for that. Um, You can also check out my other podcast, Youth Group Survivor Support Group. YGSSG podcast on all of the socials. And if you want to see how I'm not like that, you can find me on Instagram at Real Hunter Martin, Twitter at Cameron Martin. And if you want to keep up to date on everything about this podcast, um, we're on all the social medias Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Just type in the Time Out Stream podcast. You'll find us there. Rate and review us. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. Tell us what you want to hear. DM us um, because we love talking to you guys. So many of you guys DM'd us about Tanya returning. <laughs> so that was so fun. Y'all know what we like. So everyone's like, everyone's like, are, we're so excited. We're like, we are too, finally. But yeah, because we want you guys to have so much fun listening to this as we have making it. All right. And we're closing the chapter on Ashley Tizzo's yes, debut album. And we will not have a new episode next week. Like we already said, I will be moving and Hunter will be at the beach. 
Yes. But um, not, not to let you in behind the curtain. <laughs> but we have a full month in July, so make sure you are back with us then, and we will mm-hmm. see you next time, time travelers. Always buck your seatbelts. Uh-huh.